1: It smells like you've been rolling, 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 rolling around in poo.
0: Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people show. Come on to the premier show, SmackDown.
2: It's June the twenty-first of our year, the year of our Lord two- I know, I, I knew it. I knew it. Was so good up. You change one word, it all falls apart like fucking IKEA furniture. <laughs>
3: the Jenga. June twenty-first,
2: two thousand and one.
3: Uh, Space uh, 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 Odyssey. There we
2: go. We haven't placed that yet. Like everything else, we'll get a revamp of be cool. Two thousand and one. <laughs> the monolith with shades on. Uh, Shaggy featuring Vaughn, him from Phoenix Nights. Uh, third <laughs> week in, was, in a row, number one.
3: we stuck in a loop, mate.
2: Right? <laughs> Look, people were buying it, number no one. Uh, Travis, the Invisible Band, is the number one album in the country. The Invisible Band is the third studio album by Scottish rock band Travis. It's also how John Cena got started. Uh, The title of the album makes reference to the band's feelings regarding music being more important than the band making it. Band frontman Fran Healy stated in an interview that the album's title referred to the band's status of having famous songs but not being famous themselves. Wait till TikTok comes along, mate, and everybody will be in the same boat. Uh, I was going to say, Travis, first name, surname, a T. Uh, Channel 4 announced plans to axe the big breakfast in early 2002. It signaled their willingness to extend the series of suitable proposals to rework the program are developed. Spoilers, they didn't. But I saw a trailer that they're bringing it back this year. Yeah. Seen that.
3: I, I haven't seen the trailer, but I have heard a rumor and innuendo. A trailer like it's a... They won't, though. Do you know why, why they production? won't? Go on. Because at the moment, they do gangbuster ratings on Channel 4 for rerunning Frasier. Mm. And they have been rerunning Frasier for about... 15 years. Mm. They'll get to the end of Frasier and they'll simply start again. Mm. And it, the, the ratings are fine. The ratings are great. So, hmm, at this time of an of a economic financial crisis, do we throw all the money at the wall for what will no doubt be a homogenized version of something we once loved or just keep Frasier on? We've already paid for it. Just keep Frasier on. <laughs> not, uh, it sounds really mean-spirited and, uh, and, and very... Very of the time, very uh, apathetic of me, admittedly.
2: It sounds like ni- the issue with Nitro towards the end. It's like, all right, Nitro wasn't on due to you know some issues or whatever, and they like they re they re an episode of The Lone Ranger and it did three times the rating. It did just ridiculous. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh, that's not really helping our argument, really. No. Um, the my, my unless favorite, Kelsey Grammer hosts the Big Breakfast reboot. My favourite Frasier bit is on. Uh, it's like season one and. Like, oh, is that your dog? Yes, it is. I call him... His name's Eddie. Oh, that's nice. I call him Eddie Spaghetti. Oh, why is that? Does he like Italian food? No, he's got worms. <laughs> 20th of June, the Queen's Speech. I like the
3: episode where there's always oh, a dock at the door, and they open the door, and there's a cane there with a plate of cupcakes. <laughs> Hello, Frasier. I've moved in next door, and I've brought you these cupcakes. And Fraser, oh, that's very kind. Cu- Daphne, cupcakes. Well, these are interesting flavoured. Yes, they are. I use my special ingredient, a special brand of sugar that I've got by Simon Alt." I'm sorry, what? It's a posh type of sugar by Simon Alt. I've
1: not heard. I, 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 I'm Fraser
3: Crane. I've not heard of that. I'm, I'm Fraser Crane.
2: <laughs> that's what they do in the I, episode. I'm Fraser Crane. Because <laughs> it might be someone's first time watching the yeah. show. And they're like, who is this man? On the show Fraser. Who gets all the dialogue?
3: <laughs> I I well as Fraser Crane, I, uh, definitely I don't know. <laughs> walks around with a sash like me and Quimby as Fraser. I don't I've never heard of Simon Alt. <laughs> oh yes! In fact, I brought you some as a as a home c- coming gift.
2: S <laughs> Alt. That's of course because Dumb Kane is a spin-off. From the of SmackDown?
3: It's like when it's like it's like Well, they s- all meet together in this spin-off metaverse. <laughs> it's, it's like when Sam Malone turned up <laughs> in Fraser.
1: Hey!
2: Joey is next door.
1: <laughs> Joey! tribiani How are you going?
2: <laughs> and they all live in the hotel at the Gongles try to run after that. Oh, oh, oh there's oh. this weird British man that's moved in next door to me, Marlene! Oh no! <laughs> Yes! No. I was trying to think, like, British spinoffs? Is that? Yeah. Of course, yes. <laughs> anyway, that's my Imagine you el- spend that one interview doing that question. The rest of it was like, <laughs> did you want to hear my impression of Cool Cage? What? And Fraser. Did you watch wrestling? No. Oh, yeah. this, this is going to be really awkward for you then, pal. <laughs> June the 20th, the Queen's oh, speech yeah. to the new session of Parliament includes plans to legislate for the creation of Ofcom. A new media regulated to replace several existing authorities. The body is conceived as a super, super regulator. What the fuck? This is very David Cronenberg. To oversee media channels that are rapidly converging through digital transmissions. All right, so that's how Ofcom was developed. On the, uh, very uh, ominously. On behalf of all
3: of my radio brethren and sistren, uh, I will say, uh, fuck you, Ofcom. <laughs> For sitting back and letting all the radio stations up and down the country network and regionalise to a, quite frankly, disgusting level and not supporting them. That's, That's basically why I'm here, because of Ofcom. I blame them who went, no, you don't need two radio shows for a radio station, just one
2: not Monopoly if the Queen of England says it's okay. 17th <laughs> uh, of June, Tom Christensen wins the 2001 24 Hours of Le Mans as part of the Audi team. His third win in the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Why is it Le Mans? Well, it's called <laughs> it, The Man. <laughs> because, because when life hands you Le Mans. <laughs> is that what Becky Lynch is called in France? <laughs> Je suis Le Mans. <laughs> <laughs> and all the French people go, vroom, vroom. <laughs> woof, woof, vroom, vroom. <laughs> She has the stamina. Luke and Laura, widely regarded as the soap opera pairing that helped generate the term supercouple, signed divorce papers on ABC's mm-hmm. soap opera General Hospital, dissolving their fictional two-decade union. General Hospital is not as good as the spinoff General Knowledge. <laughs> and uh, the big game this week, Twisted Metal Black. Uh, by July 06, Twisted Metal Black had sold uh, just under a million copies. It earned not $1 million in the United States. Uh, Next Gen ranked it as the 61st selling, highest selling game for the PlayStation 2, Xbox or GameCube between this period of the generation of things. And I probably should have ended on General Hospital because I liked Twisted Metal Black as a yeah, kid. Yeah, Twisted Metal Black's all right, I got nothing... But it was weird because it was known for the the, like, the atmospheric cutscenes and stuff, all right, you should have a bunch of trucks hitting each other, uh, that they removed from the UK release because by the time it came out over here, it was after 9-11 and they're like, uh-oh, oh. violence is bad. We went
3: through a weird bit where we can't do anything violent ever.
2: But yeah. Yeah. That was all that was happening in the wonderful world of reality. But what, oh, what, oh, what is little guy from Star Wars uh, was happening in the ugly world of wrestling? Those questions and minis that you didn't ponder can only be found answered very detailed and bollock-filled by ourselves here at the Colour Classic Smackdown Review. Hello. You're just in a dulcet tones of myself, Matthew, and Mr. Tom Campbell. My bollocks are full. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask how you're doing, but I think you've already answered that question. I
3: really need a haircut. That's how no,
2: I'm you're, doing. You're, you're I'm, preaching I'm, the choir there,
3: Pop. I really need a beard trim and I really need a haircut. Now I'm holding. I was holding fire before because Alex and I are going away in a couple of weeks. Mm. I'm holding fire until we have our lovely holiday because geez, I'm so excited. Like the next colour, like so we've got but it's the weekend after Cardiff o'clock. After Cardiff. So I need to look nice for Cardiff. So I'm I'm kind of <sighs> Are you going to Cardiff? Yeah. Oh, Cardiff! Cardiff Team Assemble, myself, Sam Driver, Andrew Hodkinson and Owen Mawson. Fucking taking no. over Cardiff. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I'm very happy for you. Taking over Cardiff, we've got the itinerary from WWE's PR team and everything. It's an official visit. Oh. Got a proper little visit. Little, I, don't know if I, can, I don't know if I can display. Can like you win? Oh, mate, I'm mean here with the in crowd. I've been messaging them for ages. Look at that. I can't, I don't think I can show you what they, what uh, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm now oh. showing Matthew the official itinerary. Oh, your
2: phone's really small.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing wow. Matthew the official itinerary. For uh, Clash at the Castle, the stuff that, we, we, that we're going to be doing. I'm particularly excited. Wait, hang on. You must rate the matches three star up. <laughs> hang on, this is bollocks. <laughs> I knew it. I am very excited about uh, Saturday item number one. Isn't that cool? But
2: they'll not be done, okay, That's nice. I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited to do that. That'll be fun. <laughs> I'm just, I like it. I'm excited. I'm trying to enjoy the surroundings going, ah, oh, it's really cool. This uh, could be anybody. So I, who, I'm leaving this accent ambiguous so you don't know. Hey. <laughs> I like it. But yeah. you know it was built in 1700? And then he like, and then you're like,
1: what was your favorite match? <laughs>
2: That's basically what we going to but, uh, <laughs> but I'm,
3: uh, I'm excited that weekend. I'm basically, because they're going to be long days, I'm just going to ride my body like I stole it uh, and then just crash and burn because the following weekend, I'm off for a couple of weeks and going somewhere lovely and warm. And that's, so it's like, the, that's the sort of final work stop. So I'm just going to throw wow. everything at that. And then I'm just going to full stop for a couple of weeks. And Good. It could be so far away that even if something bad does happen, I can't do anything about it. You're doing the
2: the Japanese thing of working very hard for two weeks and then taking two weeks off. Basically, yeah. That's my life now. (laughs) And it's a lovely life. How are you? I'm doing good. I haven't got the two weeks rest yet, but it feels Are like I'm doing the other thing. <laughs> Are you going to get to it at some point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. I'll be dead. I'll
3: be all right. got some mailbag questions. Oh, good. Let's start with them. got some mail. Thank you very much for sending us so many questions on the, on the mailbag. Uh, it's classic at cultaholic.com if you'd like to ask any questions, give any thoughts or concerns to the Classic Raw, Classic Nitro or Classic Smackdown yeah. review team. Tom's classic. I'm the dot com. <laughs> yeah. I'm a dot info, me. Uh, Ivan Rock, to start us off. Uh, much love from the Philippines to El Toro Rock, who I think reached out last week, maybe. El Toro's back on. Hello, El Toro. Um, upset about our treatment of tests. Now, I'm trying to think whether we did this <laughs> last week. Oh, wait, is he,
2: watching, is he listening last year's stuff?
3: Yeah. No, we didn't. We did Yes, we, didn't. we did do this because it's El Toro Rock, and he talks about losing his virginity. We've done yours. We won't do it again. I don't remember that. Uh, we did. Hopefully he does. Yeah, we had a whole thing about him uh, in a race with his mates to lose his virginity. I'm happy for you. <laughs> that definitely happened last week.
2: I yeah. also like the film American Pie and the sequel American Pie 2. Uh, Adam Farnsworth. And All the right. sequel American Pie 3. Okay, sorry.
3: All right, lads. What was Test's gimmick here? And then he sends us a picture of Test from 1999 uh, in, his pur- in, in his sort of purple <laughs> pants with a vest top with a silhouette of a gun on that says, Guns don't kill people. I kill <laughs> people. And my my first thought was, what's the name of that guy who did the song? Um, Goldilocks uh, and Chain? No, oh. um, he's a bit of a, a he's like a comedy rapper.
2: Wait, Viper? Is it Viper? He's, I don't think he's supposed to be comedy. No, but... John.
3: No, John Leguizamo. John LeJoey? Oh. Guns don't kill people. No, I kill people with guns. Like. Oh. Here he oh. is.
2: I thought you meant Viper song that (laughs) The song title's like, the Chinese didn't do Tiananmen Square. I did. Oh, no, it's not that one.
1: (gasps) I love him so
3: much. It's this guy. Uh, Do you not remember him 13 years ago?
2: (laughs) No.
0: Wait for it. Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah, that the was, guy. That was
3: Test Gimmick in 99. So Test was uh, was YouTuber John Lejoy. He was a shooter. He was a shooter, that's what he was. Thank you, Adam Farnsworth. Uh, Timothy Whitehead. Woof woof, moo moo, alpha dogs. Hey. hey, thanks for the hours of enjoyment this podcast brings. I like listening on my car, in my car alone on my lunch break. <laughs> Sounds really sad. Whilst playing FIFA 19 on my Nintendo Switch with a broken controller. The divorce is going well. Thanks oh for asking, <laughs> Timothy. Mate, you played yourself. I have a suggestion on the King of the Ring winner. I think just sort your divorce out before you start messaging podcasts you like. Can it be um,
2: me so I can get my queen back? Yeah. <laughs> this is where it's going. <laughs>
3: I have a suggestion on the King of the Ring winner in 2001 given the roster is as full of healthy stars oh fuck as a pool party at Michael Barrymore Yay. <laughs> we don't do the Barrymore gags alright right. <laughs> no. alright alright uh is as full as people. Firstly, I'd suggest Test, not for the pop, but if they continue to book him strongly from the RTC segment a few months ago, then he'd be over. But given they didn't... They'd be like my marriage over. Um, but given... I made that bit up. But given that they didn't do that with a homegrown star... I'm getting sacked. There may be a canyon on Lance Storm from invading the WCW. Even with them going over Kurt Angle in the final help from, from an interviewing Shane, or if all else fails, King Kane... King Kane! I like that.
2: Oh. Former Blackburn striker Benny McCarthy. Oh, there we go. <laughs> what a mix of colorful memes oh, there. Thank geez. you very much for that amazing question. It's nice to have like, people on the level of uh, dumb stuff. Like but it. no, that guy, he does raise a good point with the invading WWE people. However, that wouldn't have made much sense because then it would have to, have to be official WWF superstars. And Invincible, like, no. Uh... Well, we got Shane. And that's it's only because Kurt's going to kill him. That's Trey. But yeah. Um, yeah, I like, you know what, Test was just that bubbling under, getting ready to get pushed, dude, like Tajiri and Rhino and God help us, Albert, that the innovation just came along and went whoop. Yeah, and it just all, just everything went a bit peaked tongue
3: and a bit weird from there. Yeah, just, just refresh. What are your thoughts on Tajiri winning well, King of the Ring? No, we mentioned too, this. too much too soon. Too but much uh, too soon. I'm
2: making an appearance. Have, it, have him as like a, like a
3: ringer. And like have him maybe give Kurt Angler a run if for his If they'd money. done
2: the eight man thing, mm. then yeah. They only did the four man thing. So, no, they already decided that they were doing team wreck, getting mm. it on. It was like, all right, fine. Which was at the expense of other glads like Dejiri. But. Um, in terms of who else you could have given. Honestly, have you. an angle in King Ring.
3: I think have angle in it.
2: I no, think- no, no, no. I, I think him being in it, either or doing the thing with Shane, was detrimental to. Pushing everybody else. Kurt didn't need it. I think they got a bit of. They were planned for one thing and then they're like, ah, actually, that. Ah, oh, we. Um, Can you do both? Do both. <laughs> Can you do both? Yeah. And by both <laughs> of three times in one night. Fucked. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you know when you had that really long match with Benoit at the previous pay per view? You want it easy this one? Well, that ain't happening.
3: How about, instead of wrestling for 30 minutes in one match like you did last time, how about wrestling
2: three 10 minute matches?
0: <laughs> Ooh.
3: <laughs> Except one is 20 minutes. Yeah. Um. Okay, so not 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 to jury, It's too much too soon. Tess mm. is a really good shout. Tess is a good one. Um, how about what, what what say you to one of the Hardys? Uh, actually, I don't. Even, mm. I, I've said that, and I don't even. No, buy you know what? It.
2: I agree with their decision to go. All right, we need to do something. Legend Christian. One of them needs to win King of the Ring. That will establish that they are singles people now. Mm. I do agree with what the ref did right then because. They didn't do much tag team. Well, no, they obviously did a tag team for a while, but they didn't have anything relevant. Is that the right word? Mm,
0: there was nothing Next really few months. that... Uh, that really the team
2: were together good. just because the team were together, and then they would kickstart their single stuff. So I agree, I agree with that. They should okay. have had Edge versus Christian in the finals, though.
3: Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. Edge versus Christian in the finals, and then have it Edge win, but then still do all the stuff that they yeah. did. That would have been fine. That would have been fine, but they didn't. Thank you for the question, though. Thank you, Bob. Uh, man on, club. Hi, Matthew and Tom. Yes, a question from another
2: female listener.
3: Mate, we're up to like six now. Six women listen to
2: this. Well, you need two hands for that. Six fucking, okay, I know, right?
3: mm. six Stop women. It.
2: Sorry, Joel Gertner.
3: Six women. I, I, I should have washed my hair.
2: Oh, I'm Henry VIII, I am, <laughs> I am.
0: <laughs> You're
2: all divorced,
3: beheaded or surviving. Uh we're showing up more and more. You are. I am from the Netherlands, a country not really known for wrestling culture. Traveling in the UK and the US got me into wrestling, and Colterholic keeps me informed and interested in the wacky world of wrestling. Aww. I listen to the podcasts, big fan. Thank you. Massive thanks to Tom for putting lots of content for the audio listeners. Thank you. Yeah, you do. I appreciate that. Cause I'm tired all the time. So my question for you two is: as is this as in this era. The European Championship is still a thing. Other than, th- than the name, there isn't really anything European about it. Who would be the perfect European champion, past or present? And would you add European stipulations to title matches? Warm regards, because the heat wave, they are literally warm regards. Maria no. from the Netherlands. Maria, uh, bedanked.
2: Bedanked. Nice. Thank you in Dutch. <laughs> nice. uh, hey, Bedankt. Sounds
0: like a sound of <laughs> Oh, you hor- hit me over the head. Get with a stick. to horny jail. Bedankt.
3: <laughs> Ah, uh, uh, another woman listens. Great. Um, so You are a woman listener, Black yeah. You're a woman listener, my lord. Um, now, I love Either making thing. the European title the round system.
0: Mm. In the
3: Attitude Era, it would flop like a fish. Mm. But I like the idea of, if you're not going to do the round system, maybe you lean into the
2: old red card, yellow card system. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah and have some fun bollocks with that. Or the German system of you wrestle the same person every night for t- <laughs> two weeks around Robin's system. Until you get it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who um, you,
3: would you give the European title to? Uh, Gunter. Oh, past or present? 2001. I
2: 2001. They said past or present. Oh. Because oh. I'm right now in 01, who the fuck's European? Apart from Regal? <laughs> What's Bulldog doing? Getting back. Um, get, get dying him. soon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay, European to through, to Christ, um, you European wrestlers. They go through. down the Wigan mine. Christ, you European wrestlers. Regal. Um, that's we it we had a, we had um Fucking is just regal in it. Dilo Brown. <laughs> <laughs> what part of Europe was he from? Yes. Um, uh, there must be more. No. Nah. No, there really isn't.
2: Gosh, That's depressing. Yeah, okay, so it's <laughs> That is depressing. Scrapped out the window. Uh,
3: yeah. So yeah, so in terms of like if you give it to somebody European, do I think who would be on the European scene that could potentially head? Up? I mean, okay, I did this. I had an idea for the European title, which is from a bit of fantasy booking I did a long time ago. I might do a video about it at some point. Um, this is a nice place to bring in um, Fit Finlay mm. and have him win the belt and have him work with younger wrestlers because it's a lower card title. But you know, you're in there with Finlay; he's going to teach you everything. You give Finley feuds with younger guys and have him representing Europe
2: yeah,
3: via Ireland. Do that. um,
2: that's my that's my O one. Wait, no, he's the Belfast Bruiser in Northern Ireland. Yeah, sorry, the North. Yeah, but yeah, I've wait. made that mistake plenty of times. That's why I'm doing it for you. But uh, yeah, you. or someone older than Finley, Jerry Lynn, Jerry Lynn, could get it just so they could go hailing from Europe. <laughs>
3: <laughs> moving him <laughs> to Europe. <laughs> That's fine with me. That's fine with me. Um and in terms of like steps, I think I, I like personally, I think the round system would die on its ass, but I like the red card yellow card system.
2: And guys like Finley and Jerry Lerner still I'll remember, you know <laughs> when he wouldn't <was laughs> even funny Matthew, stop it. Remember we was Howard the Bastard and not Harold the Conqueror? <laughs> <laughs> <What>? pathetic <laughs> fucking pathetic <laughs> had a good run nah that's, that's it. oh too don't far bring it back bring it back Matthew don't Go be back sad, t- Kermit
3: we had a good run we won't do rounds <laughs> we won't do rounds we'll do two out of three falls that's kind of <laughs> the the safe zone yeah rounds all European title
2: matches two out of three falls Jerry Lynn misses all of his titles Defenses because <laughs> he's on the wrong calendar. <laughs> Fucking
3: hell. <laughs> Some history nerds that love that.
2: Yeah. We did have six women. We now have four women. Oh. Uh, thank it like
3: flies. Thank you, thank you very much for the question. Thank you, Maria. I really like that one. Um, okay. Dear Tom and Math, first, I'd like to say thank you for the many laughs and smiles you brought over the past few months. Doubt hardest year of my life. And there have been many times I've never seen any light in the dark. Bless you. This podcast has given me something to smile and laugh through the toughest, darkest time of my life. Never be able to give enough to show my appreciation. Well, we're glad that you're here and we're glad that you're listening. Thank you. My question for you is, if you had to have the Sarah neck tattoo stalker angle for The Undertaker... Who would you guys have booked to be the stalker? I personally would definitely not have DDP. as yeah. Not only did it not fit his character, which we will talk about this yeah, week, don't you fucking worry, will. it wouldn't make any sense as the main man was literally married to Kimberly Page, yep. considered one of the most attractive women in wrestling. Yep. Uh, if you lads ever find yourselves in South Alabama for some reason, Aww. there'll be beers and laughs when your name's on. Serious and sincerely, that's got to be Kanan. <laughs> In Bay Minette, Alabama. Thank you, Kanan. Thank you, Kanan. I think. Very uh, kind. That's very
2: nice. Thank you very much. I want to go I want to go south of the Mason-Dixie line. I've not been there yet. Everyone says it's way better than the north. I can't wait to find out. Mm. Um, so... I'm told not to go south of Mason-Dixie. Could anyone have been the stalker? Uh, only if they'd... Ah, oh, so from WSW
3: not necessarily just somebody oh. had to, who said they have to be from wcw oh, okay yeah um, like
2: just to play yeah. the
3: stalker i've i know what mine would be go on right the stalker is raven but the 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 master the the you know the same way how triple h was the the mastermind the mastermind of the whole thing jake the snake roberts very pervy thing that I think it's Jake. A whole
2: lot of night nine stuff there. God, mm, oh Raven yeah, because Jake, Jake's promo after hitting Elizabeth. Yeah, off. it's it's to it's, feel it's this, to feel this good, mean Gene. you have to pay for it. It's in oh, will you
3: stop? It's either it's or you could. Eat, I mean, I think Raven just because at that point Raven and Undertaker could have some matches and it builds Raven up. Uh, and it works with Raven. Having the Jake Roberts thing there, I just quite like to incorporate Jake Roberts, but I don't think he'd be able to have matches with the Undertaker at this point in O One. Um, but having him as like a mouthpiece for like a like a ragged refuse, <laughs> or just or even just a mouthpiece with Raven would be an interesting combo.
2: That'd be nice. Obviously, we're fantasy booking Jake Roberts, who wasn't effed at this point. Yeah.
3: So, so and o- and that's yeah. also and that's also another reason why Raven's there. So should Jake fall off the wagon, which I do believe he does in 01 you can kind of carry the storyline along
2: perfectly fine to its conclusion with Raven. Mm. At this point, I'm more youth-driven and getting new people over them you know, not about of that period where hey, remember these guys Yeah. Okay. So I wouldn't have Jacob as good as he is. Um, plus, God, he just looked like your mate, your dad's mate, who plays darts. So <laughs> Raven would be a good choice to do that. However, there's as much chance of <laughs> Vince pushing him. Uh, is there are putting the title on Kane at this point so uh, I would I would have someone do it I, mean, I think it would be because to, to kickstart the whole WCW thing and give them s- a serious threat I would keep it still there to have someone wrestling and take another take and be like oh well this is my yard etc even though you could have someone go around and goes fuck off you're in WCW <laughs> um, I, I don't know someone like Canyon but then the thing that they could have they had him do it but then it could work only if he goes, I don't care about your wife or stalking. I just did that to get under your skin. Calm down, pal. And obviously it worked. <laughs> and now I know you've you gotten to. Uh-huh. If they did that, mm. instead of what they do with DDP, which is like, no, I genuinely like stalking. I'm a stalker. It's no, like, no, they, no, that's not what they do. No, we'll get to that. No, we'll get to that. No it it's not
3: what they do. What they do.
2: What they do. The stalking makes me feel good. I don't think they that's do what that. He's that. Like, I don't think they do stalking, that. Stalking, 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 stalking. Mm. Yeah, but
3: anyway, we'll touch all oh, sorry, on Yeah, that. someone
2: pointed out to me just now, uh, sorry, uh, William the Bastard, not Harold the... Uh, that, that, none of the fucking joke to make. <laughs> sorry, Jerry Lynn wrote that on, on Papyrus. Is this on? The Papyrus <laughs> Jerry Lynn sent me three months ago and just got here via uh, carrier pigeon.
3: I like Papyrus. He's my favourite boss in Kirby. Um, <laughs> Okay. Um, one more. I don't think this is a question. I think it's just a bit of random uh, wordage, which we'll which read anyway. Uh, hello, Tom and Matthew. Hello. First of all... Add another woman to your count. <laughs> Add yet another tally to your cat of women who listen to Cotaholic. Oh, like, we're up to like nine now. Nine women. Nine women listen to this.
2: I told Alex this great. that. This is really going to help the numbers when we go, woman. Uh, I told Alex that. I said, Alex,
3: how you told you? I've had not nine women listen to Smackdown, down, to which he said, Tom, I'm late for work. I was like, okay. All right, fine. First of all, add another tally of your count of women who listen to Cultaholic. Rhonda, I will. Thank you. Thank you, Rhonda. I love the show, and I found many of your repeating jokes and phrases in my daily vocabulary. Oh, no. I am very sorry. Most notably, after (laughs) a certain judicial branch of government passed a certain ruling... I found myself muttering, hippity hoppity women of property. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which I, th- I took from Tom Scar, but I'm sure Tom Scar took that from somewhere. He took it from us, so it's all right. Okay, it's fine. That's like the uh, Song of Storms in Zelda. <laughs> ah, that's fine. <laughs> Played on an ocarina. However, I wasn't alone when I said this. I was with my special lady, who was hilariously convinced that I had said, hippity hoppity women on top of me. <laughs> <laughs> that's way better. <laughs> It busted me out of a dreadful mood right away, and we laughed for so long. Maybe you, maybe she got on top of me. It's become sort of a running joke of ours oh, now, to the point that when one of us is in a certain mood, they'll say something to the other of hippity-hoppity women on top of me. Wow. We are helping engage in sexual <laughs> activity of I'm our so listeners. I'm so
2: happy. This is all I ever wanted. That's great. Well, on the Cult of Hollywood podcast, there was one time, Devil Morocco sent a thing saying um, that their child was conceived whilst listening to our podcast. Fuck. And uh, so I nominated that for the Hall of Fame, that a child was conceived, and it didn't win because sometimes the Patreon people can be bastards. Because did did Ross nominate his shoelace? Yeah, it was something like, you know, oh, I thought I had then forgot. Oh, 91% of the votes. Did Jack nominate a time where he was a bit awkward? You have to narrow it down, Tom. (laughs) Um, I love you, Jack. This I love you, too. But the, yeah, no, this is our version of that. Yes. Hippity hoppity. That's something you bust into a club on a Saturday. Hey, hippity hoppity. Women on top of me. me. I'm all right.
3: Hey, <laughs> hey sweet cheeks. Imagine. I love, <laughs> I love that. I love the fact that when That's they're awesome. a bit like, hey, it's been a busy day. Let's I felt
2: bad with the horrors of the universe happening in front of me uh, as we live in a literal hell planet. And like, but I thought of your stupid podcast and it made me happy. And it made me horny. <laughs> First happy, then morning. A okay. good mood to be in. I'll tell Alex that later. <laughs> to which
3: she'll go, Tom, I'm still late for work. Um, it's hilarious and <laughs> stupid and I love it. That's what she says. Um, thanks for that. Thanks to you and all the crew for being the best wrestling channel out there. Have an absolutely great day. Rhonda from Missouri. Thanks, Aww, Rhonda. Thank
2: you, Thank you, Rhonda. I can't spell Missouri without Google helping me, but I appreciate that. Uh, should we say that? That line on, together. Yeah, okay, like three. after three. One,
3: one two,
1: two, three. three. Hippity-hoppity, hippity, women on top
3: of me. Now it's go and good. have sex and think about us, because then you'll be done in <clears throat> about two seconds. Right, thanks for your letters. <laughs> Classicacartaholic.com.
2: Might be an empty one next week.
3: <laughs> Do you know what? No men listen to us.
2: Good. It's
3: all women. Never felt like... The top, I never felt the, more the like Tom Jones having his knickers thrown at me. Um, classic at Cartaholic.com is the email address. I'm 38. And my, my, my ways are old. Leave me alone. Um, if you want to get in touch about anything, please do reach out. i would be lovely to hear from you. Do you want a, a little taste of what's happening in the wrestling world this week before you launch into this week's review of Smacketh Downeth?
2: Oh, woo, woo, woo. You know it, oh, Tom. Oh, I
3: like what you did there. Right. You know, WCW is relaunching. That's and, right. Um, the WCW relaunch is
2: going really well. They've got all this top stuff. All the stars are here. (laughs) Chuck Palumbo. (laughs) Chavo Guerrero Jr. Uh, (laughs) Sean act No, really? Oh, he really is. uh, It's going brilliantly. Humorous. But there is
3: a slight change of plan. Oh, no, Tom. Okay. The TV plans for WCW to have its own show will continue in the background. But for the immediate future, WCW talent will be featured running as run-ins on WWF programming from now and through King of the Ring, heading into the July WWF pay-per-view. The name fully loaded has been dropped in favor
2: of WWF versus WCW Invasion. I wonder what's going to happen on that show.
3: I do wonder myself. See, I didn't
2: know that going in and... So when it did happen, it was a nice surprise. But mm. if a, if Palsam dropped that bombshell, I'd have been gutted because it's like, oh, kill surprise. <laughs> the pace has been picked up on uh, the pro on
3: the road to invasion on Raw. Diamond Dallas Page made his company debut, being revealed as the stinker of Undertaker's wife. Also, backstage at Raw were Mike Awesome, Chris Canyon, oh, oh, Billy Kidman, oh, Tori Wilson, oh. Arn Anderson, Yay. Ricky Santana. <laughs> fit finley johnny ace and sean stasiak all currently under wwf contracts so
2: the backstage just for what devince all right line up line up and just laugh at them (laughs) for like 10 minutes make
3: them wear turkey costumes you're all
2: playing policemen in
3: this next segment (laughs) you're all gonna get beat up by crash ollie whilst wwf wanted wcw nearly set up at this time as its own touring brand there is some positives from this direction WWF versus WCW pay-per-view is expected to draw big numbers both live and on per View before a single match is signed. Dave Meltzer also believes it'll bring casual fans back to wrestling simply out of a morbid curiosity for a WWF versus WCW event. And you know what? They bloody need it as well because another survey came out this week. Uh, that said that uh, compared the TV stats of May 2000 to May 2001, SmackDown has lost 34% of its teenage viewers in a year. So they need to do something to bring some casuals they, in. They've lost 34% of their headliners as well. Oh, so. it's just been And that also is the other point why this is uh, a good thing. The influx of extra talent means that depleted, burned-out WWF roster can catch a breather as they've been running on fumes for some time. Hi, <laughs> Benoit. Speaking of which... <laughs> Chris Benoit in the news today sets a to headline king of the ring on Sunday with Chris Jericho and Steve Austin. He will be making a decision before the end of this week regarding undergoing surgery for a pinched nerve in his neck. If he does choose surgery, he is going to be out for the entire summer. Now the plan is this week to have some testing done to find out exactly where the nerve problem is to then see a specialist to determine whether there is th- whether the surgical procedure is is an absolute must or whether it can be rehabbed. Either way, he's going to be taking some time away after King of the Ring, so he might be getting written off during the show. Oh,
2: so the guy that they've w- had working, like I can't think of a metaphor. Very, very hard. Um, like a dog. Yeah, yeah. W- working and busting his ass and jumping off cages on a regular basis to make up the fact that there's no one else around is now. A- Wow. Mm, fancy Stunning. that. Stunning. But it's, Unbelievable it's news. It's another reason why this WCW invasion thing is a blessed
3: relief because they can't afford to lose any more headliners and they're about to lose one that they have tried to build up right. to replace injured headliners. And
2: plus, Benoit's in the Austin situation because he's never been hotter in WF right now. Yeah. So it's like, wait, wait, surgery now? Mm. Uh However, One Star is set to come back soon as
3: Scorpion King is expected to wrap in the next couple of weeks. Uh, The original plan was always going to be to bring back The Rock at the end of July so that the Invasion pay-per-view or the July pay-per-view can go ahead and then it can hype him for SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. And it now looks as if that's still going to be the plan, despite the fact that Benoit's going and there's going to be some more uncertainty in the waters. WWF are going to basically now for the next six weeks, uh, they're going to focus on booking a WWF versus WCW pay-per-view with the talent that they've got. It's not the talent they want. But if you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. They're gonna do it anyway, and then the plan being that they're gonna start to hype a hyper return for the Rock for SummerSlam, uh, and which is kind of pretty much what we. Yeah, it's because that did actually happen.
2: Yeah. Spoiler. Uh,
3: just a couple of tidbits from last week before we get into the show proper. I'll have a few other bits to throw at you as we go along. Um, the the and terry vignettes that we loved last mm. week. There's a, re- a really a really lovely cameo that completely passed me by, uh, and it was and it was mentioned in the Observer for this particular week, uh, and it's quite pertinent because his books just come out. Brian Gwawts played the waiter.
2: Oh, I had no idea what he looked like. Oh, neither did I.
3: <laughs> did the, he write this? I presume he wrote it. Oh, so. fuck him then.
2: <laughs> He was a uh, I like write, I like to write I like to read his book. Uh, it's,
3: it's just dropped now if you want to check it. I mean, I haven't started it yet. It might be a holiday book for me. He follows um, me on Twitter. Does he?
2: Along with uh, John Cena, which means that that gimmick's completely dead. Ah.
3: Uh, uh, I got the book on audio book. It's called There's Just One Problem. It's by Brian Gewirtz. Okay. Uh, and I'm and, and it's either going to be an audio book I listen to on the plane, we have got a long flight, or I might just buy the hardback. Read it like a like read it on the beach. What well, might do, but um, there you go. Um, also from figure four wrestling. So last week we saw Big Show versus Raven. Oh, yeah, all 20 seconds of it. Yeah, do you want to hear Big Show's pre match regiment? Shitting, <laughs> no, but we do know now why he was shitting from figure four wrestling. Big Show ate two extra large pizzas before going to the ring for his match with Raven on SmackDown. Many of his friends point out that while Show may say the right things about his diet and his desire to improve, doesn't always do the right things. When asked why he ate so fucking much, Show said he had a very fast metabolism, fuck, dear, and he would be able to burn it off during the match. I don't think, I don't think two large pizzas and then a quick, then a quick squash of Raven. I'm sorry, but squashing a wrestler,
2: a wrestler squash doesn't count as a vegetable. I, th- I like that one. It's a good <laughs> time. Uh, I like Big Show Why do you eat so much? He goes, well, he's a former ECW and those going be legend. I mean, I need all the strength I can get. Like that's so, <laughs> what... Nah. There was that story that they taught in the AIW podcast um, called The Card Subject to Change where they talked about they had the guy came in because they do like that. Hey, this wrestler will be here and they'll... You'll do some training and learn. The, you know, seminars. Mm. And Huckle Holly was there, and they well, realised that so, sometimes some people just want to show up and do it, and just like, oh, that wrestler'll be there, great. And he was Huckle Holly, and uh, a guy who was doing it didn't seem be in great shape, but you know, whatever. And uh, like ten or fifteen minutes into it, he just leant over the side of the ring and vomited his guts out. Oh. And uh, they went, all right. Oh. And they went, I had a calzone before I came here. They went a Carl Zone he went Bleh. yeah, for the carbs. <laughs>
3: Fucking <laughs> hell, <laughs>
2: Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> When could I be on raw Star holly
3: <laughs> So that was Big Show adopting the same mantra here? Yeah, I think so. Like
2: some guys must you know uh, for the carbs. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Carb call holly. Hey. Uh, hey, those are my notes it's not a massive amount of stuff but there's a few other little tidbits that I will drizzle in like oh, olive oil like over salmon like pop-up, pop-up video oh I miss pop-up video yeah. I like that and now what we do we've done the emails we've done the we've done the this week in the bloody wrestling we've alienated the women we've alienated the women now we've got a Matthew Gregg who will talk us through this week's episode of Smugno!
2: That's right, I will. On Monday Night Raw, Undertaker, with the word frustration written over him, <laughs> appears. <laughs> yeah, get, get used to seeing that uh, burying the dumbest of you guys in a few weeks. Undertaker says someone has a death wish, and they're going to get their wish granted tonight. Clips of the stinker. <laughs> Watching Sarah having a nice cup of toast. <laughs> I gave a clip that bit last week, by the way. Mate, it just fucking finished me off. was how weird I look when I'm just chilling on these things? and like, oh, my posture, so I go like that. And I'm looking at how oh, odd that looks <laughs> like on video. It's you're convulsing. It's wonderful. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm no, I'm just like, oh, it's going to stretch me back. But on here, it's like, are you, are you all right, Matthew? <laughs> it's the string gone from your spine. Alex just says, and people have mentioned
3: it when that we did a video this week uh, <laughs> where... Uh, Sam Driver made an episode of Raw uh, using artificial intelligence and made Adam and I watch it. And uh, there is genuinely a point in the video, should you be interested to no. know, because I do a lot of laughing in that. I think it's the closest in terms of canon to the, the, the me from the Smackdown review that we get in the main thoroughfare of the channel because yeah. I do a lot of laughing in that. And there is genuinely a point where you see my hand just gently touch my side here. And that is because I feel like I might be about to pass out oh or God. die because I'm laughing that much.
2: That is a good preview of that there video. Go. Mate.
3: go find the bit where I nearly die. Watch Tom nearly die. Go for it. It's great
2: great video it's don't really send that to the people about the life insurance
3: oh yeah I won't mention that part but I'm um, acting act <laughs> yeah but that that bit about a bit where we did Mick Miller like I just go beat red
2: and you're just yeah. convulsing it's wonderful I'm I'm tired from laughing always <laughs> yeah. a good sign uh yeah so the, the stinker is here he's called the stinker <laughs> because that's why he can't get close to women he has to watch him from afar because he stinks <laughs> he
3: smells
2: uh the stinker shows up <laughs> on raw and reveals himself as DDP to a giant pop mm. at the arena. However, this is edited out of this replay with all the effects and do-do-do Monday, Monday, Monday. Because fuck you a
3: wrestler from WCW getting over.
2: <laughs> giant fucking pop. You watch it, go to the network, the Peacock, ha <laughs> ha peacock. And uh, watch DDP make his debut on WFTV. No, not the time he drove Hockey Talk Mandy <laughs> to <the> WrestleMania <laughs> on this. And takes that hold off, crap, gimmick or not, crowd goes. Radio Radio it 4. felt huge. It felt like the, a big name from WCW. The People's Champion. Yeah. You then never got the feud with The Rock over that. It's <laughs> bullshit. DDP reveals he wanted to make the biggest impact by going after the biggest dog. So, the King of the Ring, he's begging The Undertaker to make him famous. Um, See, you know. that's
3: what we mean when I, we talked earlier about, like, his, m- he's not stalking, he's not stinking Sarah because, like, he loves a big stalk. He just—he's doing it because he's, as you said, as you—you no, yeah, you, yeah. so you put it in a much better way than he did. He's trying to get Undertaker skin. No, I
2: think you reading I think you want that to be better than because we get more of it later on. Okay, okay. So hold that thought, Tom. I'm holding it. Whitty wee, whitty woo. Three days from King of the Ring, we're in Orlando, Florida. Paul Heyman is sitting in for Taz. Sorry, I mean sitting down because Taz is small. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> there's something very significant about
3: the arena that we're in. Right. Why don't you tell us a little factoids? Uh, it is the Waterhouse Center in Orlando, Florida, that is now called the Amway, which is one of the homes of the WWE Thunderdome during the pandemic oh. era. So we I didn't are recognize a, there were people having a good yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah. You'd be forgiven for not recognizing it because it was full of souls and people mm. and like and, and, and. I mean, there was still piped-in crowd noise, but there were certainly people there. Making some mm. sort of noise. There you go. It's the Pandemic era. Oh, for more you know. Thank the you, The more Tom. you know.
2: Uh, Kurt Angle is here. Hooray. Will he repeat back-to-back in-ring victories for the first time ever and defeat Shane O'Mac and then shove a broom up his ass and clean up after the show is finished? <laughs> you might as well. He's doing everything else. Kurt Angle says people have called him a superhero. Wow. I mean, he is super and he's a hero. So, yeah, maybe they're right. He also stands up for truth, justice, and the American way. So maybe he is one. Crowd boos that, obviously. Boo America. (laughs) So Shane McMahon may think he can fly, but he is a mere mortal. And at King of the Ring, Kurt is going to show him how mortal he is. Kurt then brings up his good friend Shaquille O'Neal. Instant boost in the crowd. The guy who left this dump and won championships in L.A. Boo! <laughs> when he told Kurt how great it is to repeat championships, that's what he's going to do this Sunday night at King of the Ring. Kurt's happy that Edge, Christian, and Rhino all made it. Well done, boys. <laughs> Kurt Angle says, "Of course, I'm a man playing with boys." No, wait, Kurt didn't mean to say that. And as he tries to correct himself, Eddie Christian make their entrance. (laughs) And As they head to the ring, they cut to Kurt who's going over his lines to make sure he can say them properly. (laughs) I thought that was quite a deliberately funny
3: flow.
2: Not not since Rod Hull is a man be able to go from hilarious to violence so efficiently. (laughs) Kurt can't get his words about men that beat boys properly, so Eddie Christian call him a dork. Kurt can't understand what the kids are saying. As Edu Christian make it clear, they want to win King of the Ring. edgy Christian then come to disagreements on who is going to beat Kurt in the semis. And then each other comes to it. As Kurt's like, wait, you're going to beat me in the semis. <laughs> um, and then they try to do a bit where edgy Christian are like, no, I'm going to beat Kurt. And then I'm going to take on you. But the crowd's too busy going, "Angle sucks, <laughs> <laughs> ankle sucks. They're not into the, that. That edgy Christian do their little thing. Angle is furious that these kids would say this, seeing as he made them, and he demands these kids apologize to him right now. Kurt says, All right, okay, okay. <laughs> Two seconds. Kurt says, See this finger, see this thumb, see this fist? You better run. All right, is that an American thing? Is that, please let us, obviously we've got a worldwide audience there. Can you please let us know if that's an American thing? I've never heard that, and I thought it was amazing. I
3: thought he was going to go, see this finger, see this thumb, see this finger up your bum. (laughs) I don't know why I thought, I just thought, once he said thumb, I thought he's going to rhyme it with bum. (laughs) In a really childish way. (laughs) See this finger, see this thumb, pop this finger up your bum. But is it an American thing? Because mine certainly is. not Mine's just a stupid brain thing. Yeah. It's crap,
2: but it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> then Rhino shows up means Team Wreck is heck. Rhino tells them they never need tells Kurt they never needed them. Edge Christian are great. You stink, Kurt. And he turned around and goes Edge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Kind of
3: he said like. You looked like he was going to give Angle a, a bit of a, yeah. a mouthful, You're and then right. he just went, boof, give Edge a spear instead. Yeah.
2: Nice. Angle then takes out Christian with a slam, and Cole yells, so much for friendship. <laughs> Grand opening segment giving some importance to King of the Ring, which is the tournament's not had as much emphasis as it has in previous years. It's but, had
3: zero emphasis, really. Yeah, yeah,
2: but it would be saying goodbye next year anyway. So oh, also no. nice to see... Edging Christian and Rhino together in WWF after travelling the dodgy Canadian indies for, in, uh, for years together as a team. Uh, sorry, Joe Legend, you couldn't be here. The fourth <laughs> member of that <laughs> squad who didn't quite make it. But, uh, Part of Joe anyway. Legend will now be played by Kurt Angle. Yes. Oh, no. Oh. We'll somehow make do.
3: <laughs> but See, yeah, it. nice little bit there. Any thoughts, Tom? I enjoyed it. I mean, as you say, it's 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 not like the, the King of the Ring could have been something more than it was. But they've kind of sort of hashed this story together now of like this, this stable of sort of loose f- business relations who are in the finals together. And yeah. they're all going, well, when I beat you, I'm going to beat you. Well, hang on, you might not beat me. You might not yeah. beat me. Here's Rhino, give him a go. Uh, I thought Rhino looked great in there. I thought Rhino looked as, uh, looked as explosive and as crucial as all of them. Yeah. And I was worried that he might sort of get sort of lost yeah. in the shuffle a bit of Edge, That's Christian, good and Angle. Um, I thought Edge looked like a star, out of, uh, out of I think out of Edge and Christian. I think Edge mm. shines the brightest at this point. Yep. I think they will crowd the crowd are ready to cheer Edge and Christian because mm. like this is their real first babyface outing in I mean, a while. Yeah, in a while they, because yeah. like they've been healing it up for a while. Yeah, and um, but like them sizing up Angle, that firmly puts them on the good guy side, and it and they will be later on. Mm. So this is the beginning of something. This is the beginning
2: of, of Edge's babyface run. Yep,
3: And a bit of Christians.
2: Yeah, wise words, Tom. Mm. Uh, backstage, Undertaker waits boringly for DDP in the parking lot. he got his wife with him tonight, so he can't have as much fun. <laughs> can't hang out with the lads. <laughs> Elsewhere backstage, LSD and Molly, drugs, make eyes at one another. LSD asks her to stay backstage so Austin doesn't stun her again. Plus... They kiss before LSD kicks in. The most real. Oh, sorry, part, I mean, goes to the ring.
3: The most real part of that was the lovely kiss they had. That felt very lovely. But otherwise, it was just a very, gee, Spike, I can't believe you're fighting the big show. Gee, gang, can't believe we're going to that spooky mansion.
2: Hi, it's me, Frasier Crane. Hello,
3: <laughs> I'm Frasier Crane. Uh-
2: um, uh, I've got, uh, spike. Looks rougher than a badger's ass. He looks like he should be begging for loose change on Grey Street, than not be on SmackDown with Molly. <laughs> uh, Molly did indeed get a stunner on Raw. Mm.
3: Watch it. The crowd go fucking wild for it.
2: In a good way, or
3: no? They they cheer it. They cheer the shit out of Molly oh, they getting do. a stunner. Oh. Tamper in it. <laughs>
2: Look at, you. Look at you, Tampa. Like, no, it's not the reaction we wanted. Yeah,
3: Molly gets a stunner in the crowd. Just love Molly mm-hmm. getting a stunner. Weird crowd. Bricks. Hippity-hoppity. Change
2: <laughs> changed meaning now, hasn't it's it? to keep them guessing. Yeah. Big Show is here. Oh, that's a smell. Christian beat <laughs> Big Show on Raw, but thanks to Edge's big-ass chair shot to make it to King the Ring. Oh, no, you mean no Big Show at King of the Ring like in 99 having the worst matches of the year. Oh... <laughs> Anyway, Spike is wrestling Big Show here. And clips of him trying to hit an acid drop on Austin. Yeah, I'm raw. But then Austin playing the role of Mike Awesome and sending Spike to the outside and through a table. Ooh. Uh, Big Show grid press slams Spike out of the ring immediately into the outside. Oof. No wonder the guy looks like he should be drinking eight ace. Big Show goes for a charge on the outside. but LSD ducks. So Show somehow soars over the guardrail. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Nothing will top that. This episode I've written here. <laughs> Did you see this bit?
3: Just tumbled over the top. Oh, natural. But I like the bit when Spike's catching a breather and the camera pans down to see Spike catch a breather and then Big Joe like, peers over the top with a yeah. gr- with a, like an evil look on his face. I thought that was a with well. T- his
2: mouth full of discarded fries <laughs> on the floor, <laughs> yeah.
3: covered, in, covered in beans. Brow, brow,
2: brow. Show tosses LSD. Uh, in the ring, as Cole explains, William Regal set this match up as an ODQ, presumably as a favor to Austin, who's like, get get that idiot. Ah. Get who, God. I like this little reason for this match. Mm. Big Show amazingly attempts the earthquake stomp, and the crowd cheers. <laughs> uh, he misses, because then LSD would be flatter than the drug of the same name. Spike then low blows Big Show, I guess it's a high blow, to counter the showstopper. And then he beats the Big Show. No. uh, (laughs) The Dudley show up to land the 3D on Spike to allow Big Show to go, I could pin him. Nah, land the showstopper for the victory. Spike getting amazingly protected and lost to Big Show is something. It took three men to put LSD down. I see it more as, fuck me, the Big Show cannot beat Spike
3: Dudley without interference. Mm. How embarrassing. He is... He is so in the doghouse at the moment, it's Big Show. He's so deep in the doghouse. Like, like nobody likes him at the moment. (laughs) Like, the fact that he's having these matches. His match on Raw against Christian went less than three minutes. And it was just concertos and then a pin. Like, it's, it's, like, they are. And and the SmackDown before, he was, (laughs) he he had two fucking massive pizzas. And then was in a segment backstage having his shit. Like, they
2: can't make him... They they are just burying him on television. We're a few months away from when he's teaming up with... I think it is Spike Dudley on pay-per-view. And Jim Ross has this amazing call. Like, Spike Lee's getting beaten down. He's going to make the hot tag. And it's like, Big Show wants the hot tag as much as he wants a double cheeseburger. Yeah. That's that's how they're going to get Big Show to lose some weight. Just every
3: chance they get, just ridicule his fat, lazy ass. Basically what
2: they're doing. And he would turn it around eventually. Oh, my
3: God, yeah, he looks great now. Jesus Christ, he looks phenomenal. He was like,
2: oh, right, yeah, okay, yeah, this is what you meant all those years. Mm. Nom, nom, nom. Backstage, Undertaker continues to be boring (laughs) with his boring wife, Sarah Neck Tattoo. (laughs) limo shows up, but, oh, it's just Vince. He makes it clear he didn't have a damn thing to do with DDP. Or Raven. Who the fuck hired him? (laughs) Undertaker tells Vince to let DDP in if he sees him. And if not, then he'll put him in the depths of hell, okay? Yeah, he's going to fucking kill Vince <laughs> if he doesn't let DDP in. All right. You let my mate come round, or I'll kill you. Yeah, that's got to be boring. <laughs> Speaking of which. Intercontinental Champion, Cool Kane shows up, and we get a replay of one of his best moments ever during his best year. He's at an arcade somewhere. In hell, I guess. Um, <laughs> That's
3: enough for me. He's on Arcade. And, and
2: this kid is getting rightfully fucked over by those grabbing toy machine things. Uh, and the kid's just like losing because it's just a money grab. We know it is, but we still, re- still try our best, don't we? Have oh, yeah. Points. And uh, Kane sees this. He goes, and moves the kid out the way. And you think, like, oh, Kane's going to show. He's like a pinball wizard when it comes to these crane machine things. It said he just punts it. <laughs> puts it right in and then un- <laughs> like, with no like nuance and then grabs them and just hoys them on the kid just throws a almost bunch of toys. burying the kid underneath all these soft toys you go, kid. and glass now that's <laughs> amazing segment that's
3: how we know this is cool kane yes because if this had been stupid kane you go stumper kid and he just started pumping coins in
1: no, yeah. oh, missed again
3: Six hours later,
1: come on! The grabber had it! And it dropped it!
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, because oh, like he gets them, but then he's like, Oh, okay, watch out, watch out, kid. It says that you have to keep the way from flames.
1: Yeah, that's
0: great.
2: <laughs>
1: <No>! <laughs> Timmy <laughs> Timmy goes
2: up like the Rage Against Machine album cover. <laughs> anyway, uh And then it comes back to the arena. Paul Heyman says, Oh, I'm supposed to be sympathetic to Kane because he beats up on poor, unsuspecting arcade machines. (laughs) (laughs) Heyman was good this week. Oh, he was. Kane is teaming up with the Hardys to take on (laughs) X-Factor. Kane's teaming up with one of the kids that he gave a toy to. (laughs) (laughs) Who are dressed like the
3: toys. (laughs) He's Teaming with the toys.
2: And it's a nice combination of stuff because Kane's currently feuding with Albert. Uh, for the best match of the year award and Jeff has X-Pac of the light heavyweight belt at King of the Ring oh boy you know the roster's pagging when Xbox getting to pay per view title shot.
1: <laughs>
2: Heyman does a great job of hyping up Albert as being the first dude to be able to press slam Kane uh, I know Big Show did this in 99 but whatever he's fat so don't talk about his positives Albert and Kane very much presented as like the stars of this match mm. even
3: from the opening bit where they're sizing each other up it's like Kane and Albert are ahead of the others Albert surely is ahead of everybody
2: Donkey Kong mode all the time Kind of
3: feel for X-Pac Who is the leader of his gang But it feels like Albert is sort of Is usurping him
2: Absolutely (laughs) kind of what's happening here Uh, The Hardys nail their cool moves on X-Pac With him selling and pretending there's a chance His team is losing Lol 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 I've written here (laughs) Crowd chance. We want Kane loud Because cool Kane was so cool during this time And the invasion got the way of a headline run Worse than Big Show, with the rap of the day in 2000. <laughs> Kane gets a giant pop just for breaking up the pin on one of the Hardys. The we want Kane chance to return, and they're even louder than they just I were. I love Kane. He beats the games. He gets the high score. It's cool, Kane, 2001. Jeff misses a dive for the outside, but no one gives a shit. As Kane collides with the clothesline from the top, and then running power slams Albert, as the crowd lose their shit. Absolutely. Albert loses. blocks the choke slam and batters Kane for a bit. Then X Pac runs at the choke slam because he's dumb, and then Jeff Hardy swanton bombs X Pac to win clean. Wait a minute! The Hardys won clean on TV against X Pac. Who never- are you and what have you doing with X Pac? <laughs> a clean loss before a pay per view title shot. I think Xbox called an audible because the crowd would have rioted if Kane had lost.
3: (laughs) There was so much love for Kane. He's over in Florida.
2: We've been joking that cool Kane has been this badass and cool but the people in 2001 have obviously been using that time machine technology that we don't have yet but we will because that's how time works to go, you're right, he is so cool.
3: Both Kane and Test, who we have ruthlessly poked fun at, are both over like Rover. So I'm excited for the Bulldogs run. Next time round. If you... (laughs) We can rebuild him. We can rebuild him. Cool (laughs) bulldog. Woof, woof. I don't want a title shot. I want to give title shots to the homeless. There he is. We've made him better. Yeah.
2: I don't want to play a title shot. I want to play Twisted Metal Black on my (laughs) PlayStation 2 tonight.
0: Cool fact. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon-perfect nails for just $2
3: a manicure.
2: Steve Austin talks and doesn't say much but gives Vince his hunting bow and you know it's a hunting bow because even the bow was camouflaged so the story is here oh yes I was going
3: to go on I know you knew the story or not go ahead Um, it's that Vince uh, (laughs) uh, Steve wants Vince to cancel the match and Linda's like Vince you can't cancel the match so Austin's trying to convince Vince to cancel the King of the Ring match convince Vince Um, and by offering him a hunting bow initially. I pontificate this, Matthew, because Austin goes, this hunting bow has killed like 200 plus deer and does over the years. Is this the same hunting bow that killed the deer in the background (sighs) of those interviews we saw in 2000? The ones where the deer looks like they're just (laughs) controlling Austin's mind. Yes. It the same. This bow killed the deer, so it's magi- so it's infused with magical powers. That's what it is. Yes.
2: Mm. Everything you kill will live forever. <laughs> it's like <laughs> like WCW. <laughs> Vince says, "Uh, thanks, uh, Steve. I always wanted bows and arrows and stuff." Uh, Austin also gives Vince his camo hat. You know. The hat that's all camo, apart from the bright red, huge Steve Austin letters on the front. (laughs) So the deer knows in the second and a half before they're dead, hey, that's Steve Austin. (laughs) Can I
3: get his autograph? Oh, maybe I can't. Did you see the word Steve Austin floating towards them?
2: No. Wow, what was in that berry? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Austin...
3: (laughs) What was in that berry?
2: I think what deers eat.
3: <laughs> and
2: that muck rib. Uh, <laughs> Is that why they're all gone? That's right, yeah. Fucking deers. Fucking deers. Deers love them. Deers love a muck rib. Remember that, that 01 period when deers were eating muck ribs? Oh, muck no, that's
3: that what led to BSE back on the rise.
2: The Big Show crying. the <laughs> oh, <laughs> muck <my laughs> ribs,
3: guy. <God. laughs> eat two pizzas, wipe your face with <laughs> Wipe the tears away with one pizza. <laughs> eat with the other. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, Austin is more, more 99-esque, like, repeated segments of Austin. More to come. Speaking of boring segments. Backstage, The Undertaker continues to be boring away. Uh, sorry, boring, comma, away from the other wrestlers in case boring spreads.
3: <laughs> Sarah's been out there with Undertaker for hours. We, that's the vibe that we are getting. And the silence is punctuated by Sarah suddenly saying... Do you think he'll show up? Like, what have you talked about for the hours before that? <laughs> and uh, I wanted to take it just to go, no, I think he's on his holidays, you stupid bitch.
2: <laughs> like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you know, do you, how does DDP find out where these arenas are going to be every week? You know, do you have to go to DDP.com? Do you have, do you have, have the Observer? <laughs> yeah. And is like, I didn't think about this. Um, does he know SmackDowns on the night? Because we have lost thirty-four percent of the viewership. And also bear in mind that we film on a Tuesday, but it airs on a Thursday. Yeah. Does DDP know this is pre-recorded? And also, DDP ha- shows up midway through a Shasta McNasty sketch. Aha, ha! Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> also, why are you convinced that he'll be in a limo? He might come in another <laughs> form of transport. Because stealth hit the arena. Yeah. The lim-. He might borrowed- those hitman missions, we have to like break into. A- <laughs> he might have borrowed one of Steve
3: Austin's. <laughs> baseball caps to make a right. camo. All
2: right, age of 47. You have to get in this sec- top secret drug overlord. Age. All right, cool. I want the camo limo, please. <laughs> I'll go in through the front. <laughs> anyway.
3: hey, we, I, I've got you the camo. I've got you the camo limo.
2: It's like, <laughs> Limo turns up with two hubs.
3: Oh, that's the camo limo. Oh! He's done it.
2: No, the camo limo's got Steve Austin right at the front, and the, the, the Columbia drug dealer's like, that's Steve Austin! <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> oh, age of 47, I knew that would work. <laughs> Tajiri, backstage, is watching his match with Rhino on Raw, but then Regal shows up to yell at him for messing up and losing. Uh, then, of all people... Taka and Funaki of Tai show up to a big pop. This crowd rules. They ask for a match. Sorry, they ask for a WF title shot. Regal says, you can't wrestle Austin. What's the matter with you? Got uh, their respect. Sadly, Taka doesn't reply and say, well, Spike Dudley did last week. And I look like giant bastard Barbar next to him. How <laughs> are Regal, lad? And Regal's like, all right, good point, mate. Uh, Taka says, all right, I want the leg. Have wait championship instead but Regal uh says no he just wrestled and then pre-recorded Cole says yeah he just wrestled silly I think they booked that match after this was recorded and forgot about that I think that's what it is Uh, so Taka goes hi and does hand movements so Tajiri threatens Taka and that's our match for later on Taka versus Tajiri fantastic Give I'm looking forward to it. and a good way of getting it like no no Tajiri's a good Japanese wrestler <laughs> these Japanese wrestlers are evil brilliant and then Kurt tries to butter up Rhino but Rhino just stares at him <laughs> I thought alright great segment <laughs> Angle Angle says that Rhino could win a
3: solid silver in the King of the Ring because he's very confident that he can beat um, he can beat Edge and yeah. he's like hey then you'll face me but it'd be great when you lose to me like, and, and Rhino, as you say, is just glaring. And
2: hasn't. Kurtz is so all right, buddy. Good talk. He was just staring at him. That's brilliant. Good Absolutely bit. brilliant. They're doing a lot with like the fact that Rhino doesn't talk much and he's a bit crazy and he's like a little animal sometimes. And I think that worked well.
3: I think it's a good work for him.
2: Speaking of working well, oh no, wait, no, we're not. Vince plays with his bow and arrow, manages nice not kill anybody. Uh, but then Debs brings cookies for Vince McMahon.
3: I was really hoping that she'd also bring him a hunting bow. <laughs> Oh. And everyone just keeps bringing Vince hunting.
2: Oh, Vince is playing with a bow and arrow and Deb sneaks up behind him going, Hey, Vince. He's like, ah, oh, <laughs> dunk. <laughs> and you Austin shoot. shows up and goes, Vince, I'm supposed to be bringing you presents. <laughs> anyway. Vince, uh, you can't assault my wife. Oh, wah, 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 wah. Oh. Hello. Oof. Oof. That was even darker than mine. It's quite dark, isn't it? Um, so, yeah. Uh... Austin's like my wife's made cookies to help make your decision for the King of the Ring. Vince tries one, and Kelly doesn't enjoy it. But Austin mocks how crap they are. And then Vince continues to eat them reluctantly, go, No, no, fine, they're fine, they're fine. I put that that sugar alt in. That <laughs> <come out earlier. laughs> I praise a crane. I... <laughs> it's good comedy. Uh, well, it's because it's gonna get in these segments because it's like, oh, these are horrible cookies. Uh, but I'm curious, how do you mess up a cookie? Like, it's a, it's a bad joke sometimes you see in American shows, but I don't get the joke. It's sh- sugar and stuff. It's um, like messing up hooker duck. I... <laughs> <laughs> don't understand like, I get mess look, up a
3: I, I once did hooker duck, and I tore my ACL, so you can show up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that may or may not be true. I once made biscuits from scratch, mm-hmm. but instead of putting in a teaspoon of baking powder, I put in a tablespoon.
2: What do they look like?: That's afterwards?
3: how you fuck it up. I mean, they look normal, but they taste like shite, because like, the All baking right. powder like adds like a, a, an, an acrid sort of saltiness to it, but not in a ah. nice way. And it just tastes oh, it tastes ah. awful. We had a good laugh at that. So you can fuck up re- like, decent-looking cookies. Also, Fair if enough. you don't cook them long enough. Whilst they look fine, oh, they can be a bit. uh, They're really like soft, soft and 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 floury because they've not cooked all the way through. So there are, but there's there's multiple ways that Deborah could have fucked up her biscuits. (laughs) Some we've listed here today.
2: Yes, thank you. If you ever messed up a cookie, please let us know. If you've been affected by the issues raised within this program, lost Nintendo made uh, Yoshi's Cookie and that was crap. Exactly, Kurt and sorry, that's a cool test favorite game. Okay, Cole. test is like, no, no, that's not my favorite game. Come on. No not like Yoshi's Cookie. Kurt and Rhino team up to take on Edge and Christian as Cole reminds us that Kurt is wrestling Shane O'Mac 2 because, again, he's just not doing enough. Uh, solid action here, but I didn't want to type out every damn thing, but it's just very solid and well done. It breaks down with Christian accidentally clotheslining Edge and then Rhino goring everyone as Heyman yells, go, go, go the first time on SmackDown Mm. to really get that over in the long run and Angle stealing the pin. And then Shane O'Mac batters Kurt with a Singapore cane slash kendo stick depending on your uh, regional settings. Security runs after that rebel so he swings a stick around and they treat it like it's a fucking lightsaber. He then runs out the crowd as his entrance music plays for some reason. Shane is cool! I'm like, all right, okay, get back, get back and they're like, whoa, hey! It's like, you fool, we've all got swords. From- <laughs> but then as like, then they play his music. I went, uh, hang on. It's stressing he- the believability even of wrestling. I like the fact that,
3: yeah, wrestling, wrestling, you know, you have to suspend your disbelief somewhat. But I like that WCW, this invading force, is, is so clandestine that not only does at McMahon's music play when he turns up and leaves, but also they have their own ident and Stinger that plays before each invasion. Woo! This is a run in. This is a run in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why? They could have had so much fun in doing this really lo fi. But I don't think that Vince's WWE doesn't believe in the concept of doing things lo fi. We've seen in the last couple of weeks of Raw in 2022, like the Dexter Loomis stuff, and the Triple H that may- maybe Triple H is the sort of guy that goes, you know what? Maybe not everybody needs a fucking pyro and tron when they make a shock appearance maybe you don't even film them maybe it just sort of happens and you kind of see it out the corner of your eye maybe that would have worked for the invasion made it feel more like you know a fucking invasion you know fucking jack sparrows (laughs) jack sparrows tron doesn't play when he boards a ship does he
2: all right agent 47 you've got your camo limo the steve Austin on the front you're going in through the front uh anything else yeah when I get there, I like my my music should play, which of course Brett Hart's theme. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I am here to kill you. I am here to kill you. That's Hitman's music. <laughs> Just stand there and wait for him
3: to come towards <laughs> you. Yeah, let's get him. <laughs> <laughs> no, in wrestling style, you have to stand there and wait.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> come on, <sighs> come here. Then Vince gives. Uh, sorry. Austin gives Vincent Mann a signed framed photo of him and Vince shaking hands at X7 and killing the business forever. Mm. And the fake crowd here is brutally inserted in the segment uh, because there's cheering for this. Why would there be cheering for this? That That's not a cheery segment. That's not a thing to put a, a crowd pop over. No. I think they, may- <laughs> they won't pay attention to this. I think hey, somebody fucked up. here's me, the heel, giving you the heel thing. Yay! It's like... No, we don't like that. We don't want to see. Oh, that. isn't that nice?
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and said so, "I'm all right, all right. Please, please, guys, more Austin segments to fill time. We haven't had enough. <laughs> wow, pretty salty at this point. Like Deborah's uh, cookies. Tough enough debuts after SmackDown tonight. Mm. Uh, so we get a very pouring hype video with Al Snow and Jackie talking to people at WF New York about how serious." This business is... Uh, Josh Matthews has seen for a split second, so yay. Frosted tips and all.
3: We'll talk more about Tough Enough next week. Uh, but yeah, a little shot of Josh Matthews is quite exciting, yeah. isn't it? There's the, the future <laughs> the of how,
2: Impact Wrestling right there. How can you not get anticipated seeing a young Josh Matthews? Uh, uh, William Regal? Oh, no.
1: <laughs> William Regal so is general. having a good
2: time, and then uh, Perry Sutton. Shows up and he... he, he get, actually, no, that's not true. Regal, Regal just summons Perry Saturn, I guess, uh, and gives him a hardcore title shot now, because I, I think he hates Tess for some reason. But Saturn is dumb, so he says doggies eat apples to save the ozone layer. Apple There's sauce. There's even a... No, I think you It's apple sauce. Okay, fine, apple sauce. Crowd <gasps> even pops for this shit. i put it in a couple of letters. Regal looks annoyed, but realizes who he's dealing with, and says, well... Actually, Test says doggies eat cumquat to save the ozone layer. Perry takes the bait and gets mad and is ready to fight Test after Terry drags him away to the ring. Regal hates Test, obviously, because he has all the best games on NTSC while Regal has to set up a pal.
3: <laughs> the, the frame rate's different.
2: Yeah. I'll, after uh, that
3: segment, they cut to commentary where you see Paul Heyman yeah, with his just, head in his hands. I made sure to take a screenshot of that. As if going... He was one of the eliminators. <laughs> Fucking hell! Yeah, he looks—he looks—he looks very upset he, about
2: he it. He wanted an elbow drop off the top rope with a broken ankle. <laughs> broken that was—that was, that was the ECW Perry. Uh, yeah, he's, make, the, he's, he's getting paid here, though. Paul Regal can't even salvage this, but the crowd popped for some reason. I didn't
3: mind the Regal bit of him going oh, like a little Rick Mail sort of. Oh. It, oh. Yeah, of
2: but it's still like okay. Mm, Pulling teeth. Anyway, Steve Austin is here. Yay. Yay! He's here to bore us. Austin goes straight at the announce table to mock Taz for not being here and also to pick on Cole. Heyman immediately buggers off because dangerous alliance forever. Steve Austin did not appreciate what Cole said about him and his chances at King the Ring. and This goes on for a while as Austin does a great job of being like Joe Pesci in Goodfellas, ragging on Cole and daring him to do something, knowing he'd kill him if he touched him. Austin makes Cole say, yes, sir, Stone Cold, after pushing around and being an amazing dick, uh, and eventually just starts beating the shite out of him. I was enjoying some Jack Daniels Tennessee Apple as it's as played, but I got bored of it midway, so I played Sway by <laughs> Dean Martin whilst I watched this. I remember how much I liked the song, and it did look like a couple just going through it. While this was tremendous character work by Austin... Michael Cole just isn't beloved enough in 2001 for people to not cheer their arse off while he was putting the boots to him, uh, which took away from the segment. Rather like Molly Holly getting a stunner. Yeah, it,
3: it does sort of detract somewhat, doesn't it? Yeah,
2: uh, even ripping Cole's shirt and dragging him and carrying it on and on and on doesn't quite have the effect it should uh, because you can hear people ringside go, yeah, get him. But 10 out of 10 for trying. Austin putting over Benoit and Austin and Cole and Spike Dudley in 2001. What a trooper. Uh, Austin goes to see Vince to see how much he appreciated Michael Cole getting ba- beaten up, but he's sodded off.
3: Yeah. What did you Paul think? Heyman, long gone. I love that he, was, he ran yeah. off. I thought, right, I thought Michael Cole taking a paste in here was good. Like, bless him, he, he went for it. And there right. were some boos. So like, people were
2: upset about it. You know, it, was like, just, it was just the ringside people, I guess, because he had the microphone, had to have the audio mm, of Cole going, ah, but like he ain't as beloved
3: as JR yeah
2: you quite were like booing and going Austin Suckers like, but there was also the people going ha ha Michael go getting beat up it's mm. like, okay you take it away from the segment
3: on the plus side Jim Ross replaces him and scolds Paul Heyman for running yeah. away so that was nice yeah, yeah. give me those,
2: those NWA 1990 vibes yeah together. we do uh, Heyman isn't thrilled to be next to Jim Ross <laughs> again uh, my goal is stretched out like Herb Abrams in 1990 uh, <laughs> also the exact same amount of people caring <laughs> R.I.P. Michael Cole he was rubbish oh bless him anyway never mind that dead announcer here's cool test with yeah. the cool title and cool wrapped ribs mmm <laughs> I love wrapped ribs yeah woof woof wrapped ribs <laughs> I want my baby, my baby my, my, <laughs> wrapped ribs anyway Perry Saturn shows up to continue his career descent he couldn't even get past the smelly kid and Snoopy Tennis at this point <laughs>
0: Do That's you know,
2: right?
3: Go on. Um, that Terry, who he's with tonight, yep. with with nips on show because it's quite oh, cold. And, and clearly, in the is street, is in the arena. one gimmick, I guess? Terry nearly scuppered Hulk Hogan's XWF. Do you know this story?
2: The XWF? No. Go
3: ahead. So uh, this week in the Observer. Uh, there were more meetings held between Hulk Hogan and Universal mm-hmm. because Hogan is planning a wrestling promotion. Mm-hmm. Brother, 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 brother. Uh, Hulk Hogan's lawyer, who is hilariously called Henry Holmes.
2: I know. Thank you. Thank you. That is brought up on the Colorado <laughs> podcast, and no one bats an eyelid. They act like that. that's normal. The first recorded serial killer in history, I believe, yeah. in America. H. Henry Holmes, who built hotels with rooms you couldn't get out of. And and it's H.H. like Hulk Hogan. And no, and no one says anything about it's that. It's funny, isn't it? It's really like it's, a, you know, Hogan's lawyer, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> to his friends. <laughs> Hogan's lawyer, friend, no. Um,
3: there was almost another snag in this deal, says Dave Meltzer, um, when some of people. the higher-ups at Universal heard about it and one of the major decision makers put on the WWF, put on the WWF tape and saw Terry being stripped down to her flesh covered thong on an episode of Raw and went, we ain't <laughs> having wrestling on here. So they saw yeah. Terry doing a bit of a salacious stripper Rooney and they almost put the, the, the brakes on, on the meeting altogether. together. And went, oh, oh, is that what Line. they call it? <laughs> I think so. It's like, we don't want like, we, we don't want this on ours, but they've, Hogan has promised There'll be no scantily clad women uh at the the company that he is promoting. It'll be a wholesome wrestling endeavour. So things look like they're back on track, but they were nearly scuppered because of Terry Runnels. Honestly,
2: the staggering impact wrestling had in the late nineties uh really did also have the double-edged sword of going, yeah, yeah, we don't want this crazy TNA. Hey, that's a good name for a wrestling promotion hey. um thing around for forever. So when W finally did do that, you know what, which is PG ends up, in hindsight, being the best thing that happened to them for quite a while, because otherwise it was just, ugh, that wrestling, the violence, and that the dirty, daughty,
3: daughty wrestling and tits. dirty
2: wrestling. Hippity-hoppity. Not on my property, pal. <laughs> uh, it's obviously worked much better for them in the long run. But, yeah, you, it people forget oh, when it was good and those amazing ratings, yeah, but it was down and it's suddenly dirty. It's like, no, we don't want this mm. to be we'll, we'll We'll sell all these bad things to kids when it's popular, but now it's not. No, suddenly, nah. Anyway, uh, never forget, WF killed D. Malenko and Perry Sutton. Just saying.
3: At this point, there's conversations backstage of D. Malenko uh, moving into a non-wrestling role as a road agent. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's had his last matchbook on SmackDown. Yeah, so, so, so
3: that might not be long until that Yeah,
2: happens. sadly. Test is still able to be cool, even with bad ribs. Terry and her bad nips distract, so Perry does a bad dive through the ropes. Uh, I guess where it's supposed to be, he's using his head, but it's like, it, it's, whatever, it looks like a rubbish dive. Perry gets some bins and a mop, grim foreshadowing, oh. and makes a truck out of them like MacGyver It drives away to freedom.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's how he escapes the angle.
2: <laughs> sorry, sorry, I forgot I wrote that. And everyone's just like, "Yay, he's free!"
3: <laughs> be free, Perry. Be free. Tested,
2: Terry.
1: <laughs>
2: mm, I'm up. It's, <laughs> it's just staring at him. they like, "Hit him, you idiot!" <sighs> Why is he pointing at his head, Jr? I don't understand. Wait, who gave him a hammer? Terry, come
1: back! You're welcome, bitches! Wait.
2: It appears to be montaging a truck. <laughs> Wait, oh,
1: oh, he's driving out of here. Driving to freedom, away
2: from the crappiness of W F. Bye, guys. Bye, Terry, the crowd. all stand up. What a beautiful moment. Perry is free to hang out with the guy from Stargate SG-1 forever.
3: We'll Goodbye, Terry.
2: And thanks for everything. Come along when you get your life boring. I'll come around and kill you all. Not a dry eye in the house as Perry is free. And it's never seen again in wrestling. It's on a farm somewhere <laughs> shooting ducks. Oh, where were you in the season finale of Perry <laughs> That That's
3: the best.
2: Crowd... Oh, wait, then Perry wakes up and realizes that's just a fantasy. It's uh, <laughs> just a dream. Instead, the crowd randomly boos Terry for no p- s- certain reason until he drops Test on reverse superplex onto a bin. Tess twats Perry mid-dive, a stop sign to get the crowd into it. Terry accidentally hits Perry, but Perry uses Test distraction, the superkick test, in the bin lid to a near fall. That looked all right. Yeah. Tess then lands a depressing uncle slam onto a bin. But the way the bin's set up, Perry takes it all on the butt, and it looked rubbish. <laughs> it looked pathetic. Perry, I'd prefer my MacGyver ending. It's like the dog ending yeah. in Silent Hill 2. <laughs> Perry takes a big boot to end this sad match as Perry holds the mop deeringly. And uh, leaves, they leave together him and the mop, despite Terry trying to get him away from he kinda it. He kind
3: of caresses the, the, the head of the mop. Before he and the mop leave.
2: He does, and he goes on for a bit like, what's this about? No one cares. Oh, no. And then Heyman saves this Watership Down level depressing match by saying, you know what? If you tie two balloons to mop, it looks just like Terry. <laughs> that
0: was
3: a good line. That
2: was... No, that's the wrong mood oh. to Heyman. This is very serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. He hey, thought, uh,
3: Heyman made a really good line about Austin on commentary. which I want to point out when he was talking about like Austin being the way that he's being, like the, why he's so desperate. And he's like, and, and Heyman's like, because Austin sacrificed his soul to become WWF champion. Mm. And what happens if he loses the championship? What was it all for? I'm like, fuck, that's great <laughs> storytelling. That's why he's doing wow. the things he's doing. That's why he's all in as like this sort of. Pathetic, like we like weaselly champion. Like I've yeah. got to keep this at all costs. I don't think I've got the ability to do it. I've certainly not got the uh, the Kvorker to do it right now. So I need to try and get out of it in a legal sense. Like yeah. it's great. It's great. Well Test and Perry were fine. That's what it was. Uh. Perry gets head injuries, CTE, comedy type <laughs> endeavor. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Undertaker continues to be boring backstage with his boring wife. And then his much more exciting brother says he thinks DDP's WWE friends may show up. So I've got your back, Undertaker. Hands, wish I could say hands something him about- a
3: doll from one of the machines.
2: Yeah. You- <laughs> Would you like this? Sadly, Kane is not ready for DDP's backup, which is the Greyhound News yes! Presenter. Presenting the woof-woof-moo-moo moo of the week. It's DDP. See, I told you. Uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> what would you do? Oh, no. Not the greyhound, mascot. You're on your own, brother. <laughs> Undertaker sadly makes his way to the Yo, ring. Yo, it's me. It's me. It's woof, woof, moo, moo. Oh, that dirty greyhound. Undertaker sadly makes his way to the ring. Uh, to ask the question, who the hell is DDP? And it's a mixture of booze and cheers. Yeah, fuck you, and the dagger says half the crowd. Thumbs up. Was based in Florida for years. The MGM studios say hi. Just saying. And the dagger says DDP stalked his wife to be famous. Ah, oh, that doesn't make sense. And says DDP is not famous because he sucks. Well, no, he's not. Literally saying. Like, yeah, make you famous. You said that about him. You said, I'm going to make you famous if you show up. So he's playing back your words. Yeah, he's saying. i not like, day am do this. You want to be famous? <laughs> That's the... I'm like, Ugh. I think it begs him to show up at King of the Ring. I'm going to kill you if you come here. Hey, I'm here. Kill me.
3: See, you're weird because you want me to kill you. You just said yeah. you were going to.
2: And then, yeah, I don't think it makes it seem more dumb by saying, I beg you, show up at King of the Ring and I'll do stuff to you. DDP like, yeah, well, already said he would. I said, be there, you dick. I'm going to be there King of the Ring. You better show up at King of the Ring. <laughs> I'll be there, not because you said <laughs> so, dickhead. Go then. Right, I will. All right, go on then. All right, I'm going. Go on then. Yeah, I'm going. I'll see you at King Ring 95. I'll fuck with King Mabel, right? We'll mess <laughs> with you on the day. DDP uh, shows up via video. To tell Undertaker he's at his place. And it's just as exciting as all the other bits. Oh wow, look at the bed. Oh wow, look at the shower. Oh my, it has a floor. (sighs) DP looks at Undertaker's panties and...
3: (laughs) (laughs) I wish he'd said that as he went through the colorful fart thongs. Oh yeah, Undertaker,
1: here's your pants.
2: Mm. Undertaker shows you undercracker. He'd be livid about that. Uh, and then he films himself lying on the Undertaker's bed like he's Austin Powers. Also, there appears to be a spanking bat or something over yeah, Undertaker's I wasn't sure what bed. That was. I don't know. DDP sort of implies it, um, but I don't know. My my spanking bat doesn't look like that model. So I don't know. <laughs> this is what they look like in oh the Dark Ages of 01.
3: Can I can I say something possibly out of turn here? Please do. Undertaker's home looks like a
2: fucking dump. <laughs>
3: I don't know if it's because as they killed the light. But yeah,
2: you, you are right. The lighting killed it. It
3: looks like a dump. It looks like it, it looks like a dirt cheap home. I, cause only because it's the Undertaker and you think he's talked about my ranch. The ranch is now canon. So they're on the ranch. He's got a dirty swimming pool out the back that has not been cleaned in ages. Like the blandest, dullest bedroom you've ever seen. A really old
2: kitchen to yeah. dump. So it's on a ranch, or because of how crappy it looked, uh, dud ranch. Undertaker is even more serious and even more ginger than ever on SmackDown. Says, I'm going to get you. You know what? You can give your opinions because I'm going to the toilet.
3: (laughs) 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 Matthew Gregg is taking time out to go and do a toilet here on the Cold's Classic SmackDown review and to save uh, editing. I'm going to invite you to join us on Patreon where you can if you wanted to for a uh, for for a, a small contribution towards what we do you can watch this episode if you're not doing so already on video you could watch Matthew getting up and going to the toilet you can watch my face going red with laughter several times a week you can watch all of that and if you and also you might be interested to know we always invite people on our Patreon to maybe be a part of the show. If you would love to host alongside Matthew, Greg, and I an episode of the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown Review, you can do that as well. You can find out more details about how you do that at patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic. You can sign up to not only just watch these videos or be a part of a future episode as well. You'll also get the video versions of the classic Raw review, the classic Nitro review, and Desert Island Graps. When we don't put episodes on the YouTube channel, we'll put the video on the Patreon feed and you can watch it there. You can also participate in the Cultaholic Podcast Hall of Fame where every week your votes will determine which of the lads' choices will make it into the now coveted Hall of Fame. Plus there's gifts and goodies all the time uh, which you can be privy to as a Patreon. You can find out more on that at patreon.com forward slash Colterholic. You also get the video on demands from our Twitch channel as well. That's useful to have there too. Patreon.com forward slash Colterholic to be a part Cultaholic of that. Studios. Oh no, it's the stinker!
2: Oh no, I made a cameo appearance.
1: Uh. I'm here. Look at the look at the table. <laughs> I bet you use that for cavorting. I bet you use that for fucking. Oh. Uh. <clears throat> Is this Undertaker's hammer? <laughs> I bet you use this for various DIYs. He uses it for fucking. <laughs> and when you invite Raven onto your ranch so you can legally kill him. <laughs> That's how it works in America. Trespassing. Come trespass on my dump. Yeah. This, this is my dump. Dumper dump taker
2: Tidy your house up, mate.
3: I guess he didn't know he was getting visitors, so that can be forgiven.
2: Oh, that's fair enough. Yeah, like, yeah that's why I take so mad. Yeah. He's Say, like, no, 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 my, my wife's just properties we've established uh, with that catchphrase. Yeah, but but you tell me you're coming round, I would have cleaned up. I'd just, I'd put I a, want you thinking I'll live like a pigsty. I'd have put a Glade plug in on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Smells of dogs, which is weird because I'm the only dog in the yard. <laughs> it's me, the stinker. I'm in Antaker's house. Christ <laughs> Fucking a, stinks here Did a gorilla <laughs> Shit in here Well you really are The big dog Aren't you Fuck me Oh I'm in your it kitchen smells It smells like I you've mean... been It smells like you've been Rolling 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 <laughs> rolling, rolling, rolling Round in poo <laughs> I'm in your kitchen Undertaker Oh fuck me Do you never empty Your fucking bin? American fucking bad Fucking overflowing With meal deals American badass <laughs> You're telling me <laughs> I'm in mean, your bathroom under ta- Fuck
2: me. Why don't you flush before you leave, you fucking weirdo. The stinker does him a favour and takes his bins out. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> some of the footage is like the stinker's hand carrying a bin bag and then getting like some wipes out and just going across the surfaces. Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 te- just all You do the shake and vac. You put the freshness,
0: freshness back.
3: back. <laughs> Turn it on the rumba. <laughs> Set it away in the getting all the leaves oh, out the pool.
2: Oh. You know what, you don't deserve a rumba, Undertaker. He puts the rumba outside on like Route th- 33 and when I puts it, beep, go right. Like,
1: no, not my rumba. <laughs> it's going away. Wait, who's the? It's, it's Perry! Saturn!
2: Perry Saturn and the rumba. Follow Smackdown oh on New God, of UPN. They're crime
1: fighters. <laughs> Perry Saturn and the rumba.
2: That's right. <laughs> the UPN Multiverse, circa 2001, Captain Janeway, Shasta McNasty, the dog from Tough Enough, <laughs> Perry Saturn, and The Undertaker's Roomba, together, driving across America, who knows what'll happen.
3: <laughs> Drivers, divings, and,
2: and It's me. Hi, it's me, Fraser Crane. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'm Frasier Crane. Frasier Crane, from the show Fraser. Crane. Frasier,
3: from Offer of Fraser. What are you doing here? Perry Sutton and Roomba here to solve a crime.
2: Get in there, Rumba. Solve that crime. It goes the wrong way. The crime (laughs) solving Rumba. (laughs) Episode one, the Royal Rumba. We're here. (laughs) Perry sat in something, something, and Gary Busey's kid does a thing.
3: There's one where there's a murder in a dance class, and the episode's called the
2: Rumba Rumba. (laughs) Then they go back, don't take his place. Aha, uh-huh. a rumba with a view. <laughs>
1: there's
3: one where oh. there's a there's one where there's a death <laughs> one where a veterinarian dies. The episode's called Not Enough Rumba to Swing a Cat. <laughs>
2: Perry. <laughs> what is it, Captain Janeway? Can we pick up that hitchhiker? He looks familiar. Okay, Captain Janeway from Star Trek Voyager every Tuesdays at 9 p.m. <laughs> hey, Fashno, what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm here. Hey, a rumba! <laughs> Was that all you... Was that just the build up to that? It was Captain Jayway Tuesday nights, UPM, 9pm. Boy, just shit. Through. Watch Deep Space Nine. Thanks, Fashto. A rumba uh, <laughs> I
3: like the wrestling episode, Royal rumba
2: Royal rumba, rumba with a view. Yeah. Sad it was cancelled after Not half an episode. Not enough to swing a cat. <laughs> they haven't released all those episodes. Rumba, a real rumba. <laughs> You hear about the, the Sesame Street episode that uh, finally got released after years of not being re-shown. Is the the one, one with the the for dogging, that one. The weird mm, the weird kid, witch of the west from uh was the was on there and she scared kids cuz she was you know, ah, it's me. And kids were like oh! <laughs> all these letters from kids saying god you, you from parents and saying that that scared the hell out of me, kids. Can't that. So it was never shown again, but then they put all the Sesame Street episodes online on the big archive apart from that one. But apparently you could access it. Ooh. But you had to be like, you had to work for the company or whatever. And apparently, I think I'm getting this right. It leaked online. And they're like, oh, they finally released it. That's nice. And Sesame people like, no, somebody actually like, must have taken that who works for us. Like on a USB or something. Took it out and like put it online on like archive.org wow. or whatever. So people are doing espionage to see this episode that hasn't aired in like 60 years. But in the, yeah, like, like potentially losing their own jobs within Disney. Yeah. Just just this one episode it hadn't been re shown ever. Oh, so fine that's finally be amazing. able to be so shown, but then just be like, we didn't like put this online. Somebody had to steal this from us.
3: Somebody within our company stole yeah. this from us. That's, that's amazing. Sorry, hey, I was break up.
2: that's amazing. That's amazing. I'm doing that thing where I, I, I'm going to talk passionately about the thing I have an interest in without having any regard if it's interesting or not. No, I'm very interested. This is a character trait as seen in. Uh, we haven't got a name for the show, have we? Untitled um, Perry Saturn Project.
3: <laughs> the unti- I think we call it uh, Perry and Roomba cleaning up crime. <laughs>
2: Don't do that.
3: Hoovering up crime.
2: You will now kiss the Roomba. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> I think the more forced they are, the better. The Perry and Roomba solving crimes. Roomba, the last uh, Roomba. vacuum clean. <laughs> I know, I nearly did it. I nearly went the last Roomba. I have to think, wait, what are they?
3: Perry at the Rumba Mm. store buys (laughs) a friend and a whole
0: lot more.
3: (laughs) They're Rumbers, they're called Rumbers, they're vacuum cleaners. They're automated vacuum cleaners.
2: Automated vacuum cleaners, right.
3: I sometimes sometimes sell a tape and knife to it and pretend I'm doing robot (laughs) walks. I've seen (laughs) them.
2: I would put eyes on it, definitely. I tried to... i I, 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 I like to... uh, Cat, that doesn't shit.
3: My dream is to get Pablo to sit on it so I can just let him Uh, ride uh, around on it. But every time the rumba goes on, he goes, fuck this, and just leaves the room.
2: I think I would be one of these people where I'm like, all right, sorry I'm late for work. I just got lost staring at my rumba for several hours. It's quite appealing just to watch the rumba just bouncing around the room. Like those things that clean ice hockey arenas. Um... um, Zubaz. Oh, okay. janitors.
3: Zambonis. Thank you.
2: Janitors. Anyway, from the dull to the duller, as Austin is sad at Vince leaving his stuff behind as he left. Austin gets a pop, though, as uh, Deborah shows up to get his stuff back, his hat, his bone arrow. She goes to get the cookies, and he's like, No, nah, leave them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
2: Crappy cookies. jury versus Taka is now, thank the gods. Taka says Dajiri's rep- representation of the Japanese is insulting and degrading. <laughs> As his lines are overdubbed. <laughs> no one likes to see stereotypes. Ha 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 ha. As stereotypes are evil. Prepare to die. Ha 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 Indeed. Kai <laughs> and I are dangerously close to getting over with this. Eamon hey, asked JR Hey JR, did you notice that the dialogue doesn't match the words? <laughs> Phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> Tajiri stops the shit out of Tack at this start. <laughs> Fun fact these two wrestled each other on Raw in 97. They I did won, in the light heavyweight tournament. That's right. I won wrestle uh, singles matches until years later in 2010. So they had more singles matches here in the uh, WF than they'd had anywhere else. Where would that have been? Um, the promotions that Tajiri was running after this. And some of those, what are they called, uh, I forgot what it's called, the te- technical term, where one, a wrestler will just have a show. Like They'll It's my show. It's something produce. So like Tajiri produce. Oh, okay. Tom Campbell produces basically you and the podcast. <laughs> right. um, I'm saying produce like it's a vegetable. I'm sorry. Say, yeah. Tarantula gets locked in before Funaki gets dunked. Uh, sit up power bomb. sets up more buzzsaw kicks to end this. A very quick, hot match to keep the jury white hot until the evasion angle kills off all this heat he's <laughs> developing. But William Regal, very happy about this. Yeah, lovely match. This. And uh, William Regal's just like, wow, so impressed. His facial expressions, he comes up and to Tajiri as someone holds up a sign that says Tajiri kill Regal (laughs) that's beautifully timed that was beautifully
3: timed that was you wonderful big fan Uh,
2: RC Value Cola presents Jericho Benoit tapping out Austin on Raw but if that happens on pay-per-view they'll both be champions or something RC Value Cola because mum's poor anyway (laughs) here's our main event the Dudleys versus the Canadian Chris's the first time the two headliners for King of the Ring have been on the show so far. Uh, Benoit attempts the German Bubba multiple times, but only, get, only gets one because he's chubby. Uh, Benoit gets a snap suplex, and Heyman puts over the Dynamite Kid for teaching Benoit that.
3: I liked the Dynamite Kid reference. I went yeah. think somewhere. He was wishing that someone could lend him a Sky video card so <laughs> he could see it himself. <laughs>
2: hey, put the me Dynamite up. Kid was very grateful in his book I'm so for the repeated are, references. But... Um, IJR to begin with and obviously Heyman would join in as well. having him uh, on commentary but, and again for good reason for the snap suplex and um, Air Canada headbutt and deeply depressing end that Benoit would have thanks to him. Uh, the Dudleys land the was but they're heelish now so it's just a sneaky dickhead <laughs> and we hate those. Benoit gets beaten up until Jericho gets the hot tag. Not Kane hot but still hot. Jogo gets a line salt on Bubba, and the wall's on Devon. Benoit lands Air Canada, other airlines available. But Devon makes the save. 3D onto Benoit. Jogo makes a save off that, and then backdrops Devon through a table, off the announce table, in an odd-looking spot, but (laughs) yay, tables. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Bubba tries to use the bell, but Benoit walks across face, uh, and there's a nice ding as the bell drops on the map. And then Austin dunks the title over Benoit on the back of the head, uh uh-oh, to allow the Dudleys to win the tag team titles. Hot crowd for an okay match. The Chris's didn't need the tag titles, but this could have happened any other week, but three days before the King of the Ring, I'd say. And then Vince tells Austin, as Austin heads the back, look, you're on your own at the King of the Ring, despite all your presence, because Michael Cole has threatened to sue. Uh, And let let me tell you, Austin, if you don't retain, me and you, we're through. And Austin is stunned. The end the episode as a camera focus in on his YouTube thumbnail face. <laughs> what do you think of this? There's
3: about three bits in this last segment where Austin just quietly goes for a hug, same way oh, like yeah. an infant would oh. to his mum. Yeah. And every time Vince goes, no, no hug. And I think that's the bit that, that initially gets Austin the most is the fact that three times he's been rebuffed a hug. And, and so then when Vince goes away and you have this, as you say, the YouTube like shocked face of Austin... And he just starts going, go, Vince, Vince. It's great. Oh, he's he's really in his skin right now as just this chicken shit heel. Obviously, the alliance, the so the invasion angle will change that trajectory mm-hmm. a touch. Um, but I like Austin as this, yeah. as this, as this just like chicken shit bargaining desperate heel like he's yeah. he's so good yeah. in it now I was so worried initially where like he didn't quite know where the sides were as a heel and now no, he's, now, now he is yeah. now he's leaned into this and he's proved why he is one of the best of all time because he's able to be uh, all things when needed and, and, mm. and bring people round to him for the majority of the time to what he's doing and buy into it Yeah. unless you're Molly Holly getting a
1: stunner.
2: yeah I was going to say, uh, it's been fun rewatching. That's not, not just because I love you so much, but also because it's it, the memory of Austin's heel run. It's people go. It was such a bad idea. Such a bad idea. It. I mean, you can't go from hottest guy in the company to the biggest piece of shit heel easily. Uh, okay, maybe kind of own '96, but but I'm, I'm digressing here. But. It also didn't help that Austin had to contend with a down period for the WF with everyone getting injured and the other headliners not being there anyway. Uh, And then going, all right, we do need new stars quick. So I had all these things going for against him. But yeah, the character work he is doing at this point, solid. Mm. And then, yeah, the invasion angle would only hype that up. And one of the highlights of the invasion was Crazy Austin just ragging on the jobbers. Uh, The Dudley's winning the tag titles is an interesting choice, but I realized, wait, there's no other tag team uh, and it does kind of make some geese of sense because the Dudley's hate Spike. Austin hates Spike. Dudley's help Spike Dudley lose his match tonight. So it kind of
3: keeps the tag titles oh, okay. somewhat relevant and it puts them in sort of the atmosphere of Austin. Yeah,
2: back with the tag team, team mm. division rather yeah. than the super teams. Yeah. I think the last time Jericho and Benoit would hold it together? And if they're doing the singles match anyway... Sorry, and obviously, Bang, the triple threat match for the world title, I should and, say and what
3: was interesting is that I thought this was a, back in the day, I thought this was a weird choice to go into this event and have them lose the titles then like a couple of days before I'm thinking well you may lose the the tag titles and now they're going to lose you know and then and then they lose you know whatever, but now I realized that in reading this, oh shit, well is about to probably go away mm-hmm. so they they and I think I think the fact that they said at the start of the week. By the end of the week, he'll have made a decision on what he's going to do. The fact that he's dropping the titles here, I think that makes it clear what his decision was. But they probably said, Look, can you just limp on till Sunday? Get, s- get over the line for Sunday yeah. and then get yourself away.
2: And we we'll out that limping ain't easy limping when we get to King the Ring easy. next week. Fantastic. But before then, Tom, what was something that you remembered from this lovely episode?
3: I remember from this episode, um, I do remember Undertaker just ripping DDP. I remember being quite annoyed by it as a marky little marky boy kid thinking why are they trashing WCW before it's even arrived? Like they're making it, you know, making it sound shit and he's not shit, he's good, DDP. But I remember this Undertaker rant and DDP appearing in his house. I don't remember his house being a dump though. <laughs> it was. What do you remember? Kane
2: and the Arcade cabinet.
3: Ah, oh, yes. Uh, that's a great, that's a fun bit. Yep. That's a fun little 30 seconds of decentness. Okay. Here you go,
2: good. Yeah. What have you forgotten from this episode? Uh, and the take having a spanking pad in his house.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what was that about? That, that ping pong ragged. <laughs> uh, I forgot uh,
3: that. I forgot the Tajiri Taka match. Mm. So that's a random one to do, but I quite like when so when that popped up on the show. I went, "Oh, that's cool. I'll have that." And it was a fun little match. It was a really fun little match, and uh, I'd like to see more of that. We'll definitely see more of Tajiri.
2: Um, it should be like, if Twitter existed no 01, it would be like, they should have those three Japanese people coming together in one mega stable. Mm. That's what they always do, don't they? Um, exactly. No, I'm glad that they, they highlighted the differences between them. Um, Tajiri sprays people in the face, has the kicks of death, and is a good guy. You know uh, Taka and Funaki wear baby blue, and they're evil. I hope we've established <laughs> that. and Made it clear. Ah, but that has been another wonderful few hours with yourself, Tom. Mm. Thank you as always. It's
3: been really good. It? What about you? What are you up to this week? What's the plan this week? Going trying
2: on? to relax. You trying to relax? Good. Get some work done, and then just go. All right, all right calm the fuck down. Um, good, you should. Yeah, but I've more podcasting activity with the lads, Jack and Ross. That's for myself. Hopefully, a new video will be out soon as well from the Botswana. God willing. And what about yourself?
3: So, um,
2: brand new Raw review on Monday, brand new Nitro
3: review on Thursday. Brand new Desert Island Graps, not me hosting it. Fraser Porter is taking on an episode is of he? Desert Island Graps on oh, Wednesday. Who's, he, who's on the thing? And then it gets even better. Is he himself? No. Oh. Um, one of Fraser's favourite films of all time is The Room. And no. Greg Sistero from Off of The Room He's on Desert Island Graps on Wednesday. You talk about wrestling? Talking about wrestling. What? And his new film, And The Room. It's good. That That's all Fraser. I take oh. no credit for that. Fraser sourced that. Fraser recorded that. Fraser's done that. That's all Fraser. And that's My out on Wednesday. Gut. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? If you're a fan of The Room, Wednesday's Desert Island Graps is going to be an absolute treaty pie. Absolute treaty pie. Look forward to that. So I'm excited to that. He's doing some great things at the moment, Fraser. Check out his desert island from
2: He is the cool cane of Cultaholic He right truly
3: now. is the cool cane. And you are the cool cane for listening. Aww. And he is at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. He's I am great. at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Classic at Cultaholic.com is our Ooh. email address. And together we are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us, especially if you're a woman. Love you. Bye. Hippity, Hi. hoppity. Get off the property!
0: Be a gift-giving giant this holiday season at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code GRATEFULAG23. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code GRATEFULAG23.
2: ACAST powers the world's best podcasts.
0: Here's a show that we recommend.